What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Time is Right podcast. My name is Scott Smith. I am your host. And uh, we did it. We finished a season. Pretty amazing. Feels good. Uh, This is season two, episode one. We're setting the stage again. And we are back where it all started in the, uh, the podcast palace, the upper Darby Editing Dungeon. I forgot that's what you called it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, Jarrett Moses, a.k.a. Top Mop Productions. What's good, Jarrett? Hello, What's going on? We're back. We're back to where it all began, man. We've been shooting a lot of the episodes up at uh, the house, up in Philly. Um, But yeah, we're back. We're back to where it all began. I'm sitting on a futon. Jarrett is at his illustrious desk. Uh, where there's a whole bunch of screens and equipment that I don't even know what it does. Tornado went off on my desk. There's stuff everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good time. Um, but yeah, this is uh, it's really good to be back in the room where it all began. And uh, yeah, just celebrating the completion of our first season of Time is Right. Uh, it's hard to believe we only started this not too long ago. And yeah. we put out uh, like 14 episodes in season one. Yeah. And we've already got a few slated for season two and uh, super excited for what's ahead. Um, We just wanted to kind of have another setting the stage episode before we get into just the the regular episodes going date by date here on Time is Right. Um, To just kind of recap season one, uh, talk a little bit about season two and also just kind of dream a bit together on the podcast. Yeah. Um, So, you know, just kind of feels like the right thing to do considering where this whole thing started. Um, I just want to start off by saying this. I know I mention it on every episode, but Jarrett, thank you, sir. Top of my productions, if you're looking for an audio engineer for live sound, if you're looking for somebody to record your acoustic albums, I don't know. You do so many Anything. things. <laughs> you're looking for somebody to run lights at a show. You're looking for somebody to shoot a video for you. You're looking for a place to perform on a YouTube channel. Uh, you're looking for an A1 for a wedding. I don't know. I mean, there's there's so many things that this guy does. Um, and it's just been a blast to do it with you. And just want to publicly say thank you again. Because without you, literally the time is right would not happen. You know, going back to our original Right podcast in 2020 with uh, Coming It Right, the main reason why that, you know, halted was because of how difficult it was on the technical end yeah. for us to edit episodes and get them out in a timely manner. Uh, it just became too much. And so I kind of thought the podcast for Right Days were dead. And then I, you know, casted a vision with you and you were like, dude, let's just, let's just do it. Let's just start it. It's going to be great. Yeah. And uh, here we are starting season two i'm it's wild to me do being in season two like it, it felt like so long 
to create season one, but looking back, it really wasn't that long to actually do it. It was like September to December. Yeah. Maybe June. The, no, w- September, right? It was our first drop. I think so. September 2022, I think. Yeah. was our first drop. So we did 14 episodes in four months, which is kind of absurd. And it's 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 done now, baby. We did it. <laughs> we did it. And moving on to season two already, like, we're already set up to get a couple episodes done. It's going to be a completely different dynamic because we were playing catch up and now we're actually, like, on top of it immediately. <laughs> yeah, that to me is, like, one of my favorite things about where we're at with the pod is kind of getting to that point where the episodes that we're doing will be more, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago instead of six months ago. Yeah. You know, because we decided to start in September, but we went back to February to start talking about good soil. And for, you know, our first 14 episodes, it's all been about catching up to get to the point where what we're talking about has has just happened. Yeah. We're not quite there yet. Um, We got a couple episodes after this one um, that will be, you know, more in the past, but Mm -hmm. um, season two will be all about 2023. And then once we turn the page into 2024, maybe we'll still exist as an organization, Ripe Creatives, and uh, be able to do season three. But uh, definitely excited to kind of move in that direction of getting caught up for sure. Yeah. And I, I think the the episodes are only going to get better just because all of our people have gotten more comfortable behind the mic and sharing, but also with being caught up. Uh, the testimonies and stories are going to be more fresh in their minds, so they're going to remember more to actually share yeah, yeah. Like, there's been a value of going really far back in time because it's like forces you to remember mm-hmm. God's goodness and what He did at that particular thing. Um, but you're right, we miss details because yeah. it was five months ago or whatever. You know, so. that's the way it goes. I mean, a great way to remember too is just listening back to these episodes. Like, I still like going back and listening to a couple. I got a couple of favorites. I don't know if you do. Do you have any favorites? Yeah, from season one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have. Um, I mean, all of them are great, <laughs> and they're all worth listening to. You know, I mean, that's the that's the like politically 100%, correct. Hundred uh, percent. Not saying don't answer. listen to it. <laughs> yeah. I think you know. So just overview wise, we did good soil. We did four different creatives episodes. We did a concert, two galleries, and the open mic. Gosh, um, I didn't even realize we did that many about creatives. Yeah, we did four Creatives Philly episodes. We did four festival episodes because we did Creation Fest, we did Holy Smoke Fest, we did Worship Fest, and we did the Justice Run Festival. Yep. Um, we also talked about the Canada trip where we took up Ripe Worship and that was a, a couple artists and Aunt G and myself. Um, we talked about the block parties both in Philly and my hometown, Newcastle, uh, Pennsylvania, and... I think there was something. Oh, the college, the college show we did a temple. Oh with yeah, Demir. the temple you Demir Rashid, um, Demir was the one on the episode with us. But so that that is the amalgamation of the fourteen episodes. It was like festivals, mm. our own creatives events, block parties, um, you know, and then these like uh, college shows and and other shenanigans, uh, the Canada trip and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, I would say out of those, the gallery episode with Marguerite. Mm-hmm. Is like top tier for me. <laughs> I love that episode so much. Marguerite is just so thoughtful, um, so incredibly well spoken. Yes. And you can like feel her gentle heart 
over the microphone, even on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just like everything she says is like dripping with grace and love and truth and um, just so humble, too. Like she's one of the most gifted artists I've ever met, but incredibly sincere, incredibly humble, um, like really grateful to creatives and getting to do that whole gallery together. Um, and it was cool because we were even like dreaming on that episode about the future of creatives galleries a little bit. And the reality is like, now that's happening, right? Yeah. We've already done another gallery. We got other ones uh, planned out for 2023. Um, so that one, that one sticks out. Also the Doc Hero creatives concert episode. Yeah. yeah. That I, was a good one. Might be a little selfish, but I always like the ones that I'm on a little bit more. And the Doc Hero one's probably my favorite overall. <laughs> yeah, Doc's was so good. That was just a fun conversation with the three of us. Yeah, I mean, Doc, Doc's a, the OG, and we love him to life, and we spend a lot of time with him um, now in light of like our partnership with the Story Factory, even yes. more so than before. Um, we're planning out big stuff for the summer. Uh, you know, it's just like a lot in that relationship that will probably come out on this podcast. So it was cool to like introduce him early. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I was like episode four, I think. Three or four. Yeah, if that. I was just listening to it the other day, and I'm listening back, and we're talking, like, we're trying to stay kind of vague and distant on ideas because we hadn't set everything in stone with the whole Story Factory move. And now it has, and I'm listening to it, and I'm, like, thinking back on good times. Yep. Yeah, it's amazing how, you know seeing the you trust that like stuff is going to work out and and pan out but you know integrity is you don't share details you don't have yet right like right you're not going to say like oh and we're working on this and then it doesn't pan out and then you're like well uh, yeah i know i said that but it didn't work (laughs) out so i'm always like very cautious to say this is what we're doing until it happens yeah and that goes with integrity because you want anything you say to be taken seriously and people to have a certain level of weight that they know comes when you say something yeah you just want to be the truth yeah you know (laughs) but now it actually is true that we're partnered with the story factory and we got the entire year slated for creatives events there and i think part Um, of it was also we try not to talk about anything in the future on these episodes Yes, yes. We yeah, we try to stay away from the timeline stuff other than what's in the past. We we were a little more solidified at the time of recording the doc episode. We already had like I think one or two scheduled, but we were like, we're not gonna say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well we didn't we didn't know if they would work. Like right. we didn't know if, you know, the we only, parking we only dynamic, had the two scheduled. We had the right. gallery and the open mic that happened there. Right. The gallery with Rosie, the open mic uh, in November. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually never did an episode for that open mic in November because it was our first time in there. There was a lot of like hangups with it. Yeah. Um, it was good, but it still was like it, not our best. It was just technical issues and things that get ironed out whenever you're in a new space. Like your first event in a new space is never going to be like as smooth as when we were in high point or anything yep so we didn't actually do an episode for that but yeah the relationship with story factory well i think you will hear the words the story factory on a lot of episodes in season two (laughs) because we're there quite a bit uh another one for me that i really enjoy was a creative apparently it's all the creatives episodes but (laughs) the creatives philly episode about the cafe we did in june that was a really, really special episode because that was all with Eves. Oh, the one with Eva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because that episode, like, it talked about an individual event, but maybe that event more, maybe that episode more than any other one talked about the impact that event had on a person and how that impact has changed their life. You know, is actually mm -hmm. like Eve's is doing her music. Um, she's a part of Ripe now. Um, I mean, she was already going to do her music, but doing it within the community of Ripe, I think, has been a really big blessing for her. I think I can say that confidently. Oh, yeah. Like, the just looking back at that, even though that episode was recorded, like, a couple months after the fact, looking back at it, like, the amount of growth that has happened since even the recording of that episode. Facts. For her, for the community, like, seeing all that she's done with right now, seeing all that she's done with her music herself. She's full steam ahead going crazy with putting yep. out content. Yeah, she's been dropping songs. Uh, after we recorded that episode, she dropped her first full-length album, The mm -hmm. Wyoming Project, super good. Um, and then she's been dropping singles like crazy. She's been getting booked, and um, it's really, really exciting for for her. But I think it was cool to to have an episode about like this open mic event that we threw, and then all this stuff has transpired because of it. So I think that makes that episode even more sweet for me yeah. because I know what's happened since. Um, and then the worship fest episode, I think, would probably be in my my top four. Yeah. Um, with Jonathan Curtis, shout out to Jonathan Carson Simpson Farm Christian Camp. Uh, we partner with them quite a bit throughout the uh, throughout the year now. I mean, it was just the summers before, but um, Jonathan calls me almost every day. I feel like <laughs> no, nah, it's not every day, but he calls me at least once a week to just dream. You know, yeah. he comes up with crazy ideas, ways for the camp and Ripe to work together, um, ways for Ripe creatives to benefit. Um, and add value to what's happening at his camp. He's the camp director up there at CSF. and That man is extremely creative and knows how to utilize the gifts and stuff that he has at his disposal. And he knows how to connect with people to make it even better. Like he could throw the festival by himself if he wanted, but I think that he knows that bringing other people alongside just makes it better. Yeah, I mean, it's... He's a great camp director because <laughs> being a camp director is a lot about networking, mm -hmm. relationship building, and communication, having great communication skills Yeah, because you're organizing something for hundreds of kids and dozens of staff and, you know, all the resources and everything you need to, to allocate in different directions. And he's just, he's a great leader. He's like a really, really great leader. Uh, come to really value my friendship with him and. Uh, I think everybody has, you know. Oh, yeah. I I love talking to him. Like when he and his wife offered to even let me stay there overnight leading up to Worship Fest because it's like an hour drive for me to get there. That that meant a lot, like just being invited to stay in his home. Yeah. Hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot about hospitality on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, that Worship Fest episode, I think why I like that one a lot was because of the just getting to share the backstory mm -hmm. of getting the grant to be able to do it and God's provision there. Um, and even like hesitations that I had about even doing a festival yeah. because of the resource end of things um, and just how God, you know, provided. So I think to me, like the episodes that you can clearly tell, man, God was doing something here. It wasn't just a show for a show's sake, mm -hmm. um, but there was a story attached to it. Cause that's like the whole MO of this podcast um is sharing stories right and, and so that like, one that one has the longest story i think out of any of them because that one was almost like 
11 months of backstory leading up to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of things we do, like it's... Actually, more than that, if you want to go back to even when you guys were just performing there over the summer. Like, it, it, yeah, that was over a year, over a year. leading up to yeah, that. Yeah, it was like 13, 13 months from idea, six months later, get the grant, six months later, we're throwing the event, Yeah, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, those those ones stick out to me. Are there any, like, that stick out to you? Uh, those stick out to me a lot. Like you said, I do like the gallery episodes because we get to see Emily's heart come out and, and mm-hmm. the amount of investment Emily puts in without as much recognition or anything is really cool. Listen, Emily, you better get your recognition, okay? <laughs> I, I would say Emily gets a lot of recognition from me because I love she her does. so much. She does, but I don't think uh, people outside Ripe realize how much there is from her. Yeah, she does this. so, so much. Emily's on staff with Ripe Creatives. Um, if you enjoyed those gallery episodes, email Emily and tell her or find her on Instagram because uh, she's the best. Go check out the pictures. The stuff's amazing. And the oh, way yeah. that she helps design it all is just perfect. Yeah, and I, I think what's been cool is watching us go from the gallery being a concept, let's see how this goes, to now it's like you know 33% of the Creatives Philly platform in 2023 is going to mm-hmm. be galleries. Um, so we'll definitely have some more gallery episodes, I would assume, Yeah, here on Time is Right. Most definitely. she She's got it... Uh... Maybe not a well-oiled machine, but, like, she knows what she's doing. And even though she's got to start from scratch every time with a new artist, like, she knows what she's got to get done. Yep, she's figuring it out. I mean, it took us a while. I mean, we've only done two. The fact that we know it as well as we do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm saying, like, even on the... Like, creatives is probably the most um, tight thing that we do right now Mm. because we've done them, right? In a year... If we do a bunch of block parties this summer, like then, oh, block parties would feel like clockwork, kind of like creatives in the sense of how well we can put those together. Oh, yeah. Um, even Worship Fest is going to be better this this year around, you know, uh, this time around this year, like Worship Fest will be a, uh, even a better experience because we've done it before. Yep. So a lot of stuff like the first time you do things, I mean, that, to me, that's faith. Like you step out, you don't know what's going to happen. And then God shows up and you get better. And we're we're the type of people that constantly, after we do something, are trying to figure out how can we fix it? How can we make it better? Mm-hmm. What could we have done differently? Oh, snap, I missed something here. That's my bad. Um, yo, this was good. You know what I mean? So like we debrief everything that we do um, that helps us get ready for the next thing. And you know, like I said, even on the first setting the stage, this podcast is really an extension of like our debrief conversations, mm-hmm. you know, like processing how we're doing with stuff is a part of what makes Ripe, I think, as successful as it's been in the sense of what we've been able to, to steward and do, not success from, uh, you know, <laughs> we're killing the game out of here or something like that, but just like doing well with what's been given. Um, is because of our processing. And I, I appreciate having a space that forces us to do it again, yeah. you know, forces us to talk it out. I know that we've come up with like new ideas and come up with ways to fix what we had wrong before when we're like literally mid-recording an episode. I know I've had times where like we're talking about something. I don't even remember what. It was probably a creatives event. And I'm like, oh, 
what if we do it this way? And I'm like in my phone typing out on my notes, like, <laughs> all right, fix this, try it like that. <laughs> Jared has been known during episodes that he's not on. He's like Googling how to like set up lights. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're having a conversation. He's like, what about this? <laughs> he's like sending I'm... me links on Amazon. He's like, can we buy this? <laughs> I want to try this, please, please, please. <laughs> he's like, speaking of which, can you get us uh, another hard drive? Because we have footage from that thing that we never used. I'm like, oh my gosh, these podcasts are costing me so much money. The amount of hard drives I've had you get just out of the blue. Speaking of which, did you order the new one? No. I, <laughs> no we'll talk about that off pod. I gotta get I gotta get that one done. Might have to do that as soon as we uh, end this recording. Um, but yeah, season one, man. Super, super thankful for it. Um you know, if this is your first episode for some reason, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen. Yeah. There's little nuggets. I think, you know, it gives context for so many people in our community and adjacent to our community. Um, and I think, yeah, we're only going to get better from here, too. But definitely. Season with, one is definitely worth a listen for sure. Definitely. Better with practice. But we're not here to just promote season one and tell everyone to go back to listen or even just look back for our own fond memories sake like we're we're here to set the stage we're here for season two setting the stage baby <laughs> uh so just like setting the stage season one is there anything that you feel like we need to kind of reiterate or, or explain even better now that we know what we're doing better for season two yeah i think i think um so reiteration wise i would say that just the target audience stuff um, I feel like we made that pretty clear in setting the stage episode one, but maybe I didn't do as great of a job always communicating that episode by episode. So people who stumbled in along the way um, may or may not know this, but like we're thankful for people who stumble in and just listen to the podcast that's been happening. People are, you know, listening to this from mm -hmm. even well outside of Philadelphia, around the country, random people are stumbling upon ripe creatives. Yeah. Um, looking us up, seeing what the heck is this, which is awesome. But like we we made this episode for our partners, like our financial supporters, the people who give resources to make everything we do possible. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's something that's worth repeating is like who this thing is for or what it's for is to say thank you to them. Right. And so thank you uh, to <laughs> all the people who partner with us. Yes. Um, like your generosity is what has made the last three years of Ripe Creatives possible. And everything we're planning on doing is like really in a lot of ways contingent on your continued partnership and support. And so like we wanted to do this as a thank you. Um, and I think for some folks who give and are really, really interested in how their resources are being utilized, this has been an asset to them. Um, because it's, it's giving real updates, uh, at length, you know, in a way that a conversation can do better than, like I said, on setting stage, uh, episode one from season one is a newsletter. Like a newsletter can only get into so much detail, whereas a conversation is going to give you a bunch of different perspectives from a bunch of different people. So that's definitely like something I would want to reiterate. And then I think like moving forward, like into season two stuff, yeah. I'm really excited to get new voices yeah. on the podcast. You know, like that's something that I'm super excited about. 
I think we did a great job with that in season one, to be honest. We had a diversity of voices. Like, we had Esty on a couple of them. Oh, yeah. It, there were never two episodes in a row where it was the same people other than, like, you and me who have to be here. Right. Yeah, I mean, we had Angie. We had Rick on a couple. We had Abel on a few. Uh, Rashid, we finally got on one. Uh, you know, Andre, we, Emily, Rosie, yeah, Marguerite. Yeah, Emily, Marguerite. Yeah. Big old list of people. Yeah, and I think like there's a bunch of other people that you haven't been introduced to on the podcast yet that this year I feel like you're going to meet. Yeah, and there's a good chance you've heard their name or you heard about something that they were a part of and they're a part of a lot. So yeah. they'll be here. <laughs> but now you'll get to hear their voice around a specific uh, episode, which I'm really, really excited about. Yes. Um, and I'm really excited to be caught up, like what we already talked about. Like, man, that's going to be so good. It's going to be so special to leave an event on a Wednesday night at a university. And by the next week, we've released an episode about that event. Um, so we're talking about something that happened like last week mm -hmm. instead of, you know, last year, yeah. uh, which I think is going to be really, really cool. Yeah. Going forward with that, are there any like additional goals you have in mind with season two that we're trying to shoot for? This is, this is partially me just asking to know as the producer engineer. So I actually know what to be prepared for. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think we'll get to this in season two, but I think, I think video eventually would be really, really cool. Yeah. Like to be able to record. Um, not just audio, but get video from the podcast uh, just because of the way that the world works with short form, form content. I think what's been really cool has been you doing the other short form content, even without us having video of the conversation, you grabbing footage from the event that we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Just started doing and that throwing recently. up the cover art um, and sharing like little reels out there for TikTok and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Um I think that that has been like such a win. Like people have really enjoyed that. Um, and again, it's like low hanging fruit because it's, we're creating this podcast. This podcast has the potential to be 10 pieces of content for our community or for artists in our community that were on each individual episode, mm -hmm. um, which I just think is valuable. Like as artists, you're trying to um, continue to engage your following. Um, and steward relationship with people. And part of that is giving them good things to listen to. And so I think I'm really excited about that, like to see to see it grow, yeah. you know, like to see in the midst of honoring our support network, seeing growth of more people stumbling upon Time is Ripe, the podcast. Um, Emily was talking to me literally yesterday about merch for the podcast, mm. you know, like because we're, we're, we're we got some stuff coming on the, the <laughs> other end, you know. But she was like, you need to make some, like, ripe podcast, time is ripe specific merch. Yeah. Um, you know, because of, like, how important this this thing has been to our community. So yeah, um, I'm excited for that. Uh, I don't know what else. I mean, I, I think, I think, like, I would love to see the bottom line of ripe creatives grow. Mm -hmm. You know, that more people who stumble in and hear this thing... Um, understand that we're a nonprofit and we can receive tax deductible donations that goes to invest in all the things that we do. And I would love to see us grow the number of people who do partner with us in this year um, and be able to trace some of that back to time is right. Yeah. That like this resulted in so-and-so becoming a monthly partner with uh, what we do. 
Um, and it, it, I think in a lot of ways it would validate the investment that we're making to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And the time and the effort and the resource that we put into it um, to be able to say like, oh, like God is blessing this. Uh, he's utilizing this to help our entire ministry organization continue to flourish. Yeah, because there's a lot more than just the time we sit down to record this that we put into it. There's the planning, organizing, and then just the actual editing side of it. And it's not just one person doing it all. It's it's like there's a couple of us that go into it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not even just the podcast. It's also understanding how resources connected to capacity. Yeah. Because, like, we do a lot, but we could do more if we had more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think to brag on God, like, we are able to do everything we do. And if I told you guys what our annual budget was as an organization, <laughs> you would be like, how? How do you do everything that you guys do with that? We're very high functioning. We are we are able to take a penny and make it a dime, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if you broke down, a, like, a true cost of everything that we do, it would be 10x. Yeah. Legitimately 10x of what we spend. But I would love to get to 10x of what we have so that we could do... 5x of what we do, right? Because if we grow, then we got to make sure we honor people better in the midst of our growth. But mm-hmm. um, and, know, and that's the culture of the community. Like, there's never a time where we aren't honoring everyone involved whenever we get a chance. Yeah, we try to take care of people. I think, you know, if you saw a video of me on this episode right now, I'm wearing a hoodie that says, Artists Need Lunch Money. Yes. Right? Can and confirm. it's a buddy of mine's brand, um, Antonio. Uh, shout out to Antonio, but the the idea behind it is that like a lot of times artists and creatives are the ones that are most taken advantage of. Mm. And if we're going to be a ministry leveraging the arts and serving artists, we need to be about equity and about helping people get access to resources to do the things that they do. Yeah. Do we do that perfectly? No, but I think we do it better than most um, because we've been intentional to make sure that the decisions we make honor the artists that we serve. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, I remember earlier this year, I I don't scroll Facebook. I am not a Facebook person, but the one time I did open it, I saw you posting about something and you were talking just about this, trying to explain to people how our resources work. You literally spelled out like what we would do if we had like a 50K budget, 100K, 500K, million, whatever, like however big a budget was. You you just explained like how those resources could have been leveraged or how we could leverage them in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's one of the interesting things in terms of like the maturity of our vision mm-hmm. that... I couldn't have said that in 2019. Like, hey, Scott, how would you use? Because that was a question that was asked to me by a mentor of mine right when we launched. Mm-hmm. How would you use 50K? How would you use 50K and then 100K on top of that? So 150K. How would you use 50K, 100K, and then 250K or 500K, right? Like at these different levels, when you do you know what you would do? Yeah. And in 2019, we were just starting. And we were spreading our wings pretty wide. And it would be like, oh, man, we could do this, 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 and this, I think. But now, like, three years in, right, or going on four, I guess, coming up on our four-year anniversary this year, the reality is I actually have answers to those questions. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I know exactly if we had an additional $50,000, like, I know what we could do with 50 k If we had 100 k I know 
what we could do with that. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And so like, yeah, that I, I dream a lot. And I think the important thing is like to have that secret of contentment of whatever you have, like that's what you have to steward. Yeah. But it's also, I think healthy, those without dreams perish, right? To have dreams of what is possible if you had the resources, right? Mm -hmm. Because like we are taking risk, but we're also trying to have margin. And so like I could say, oh, we're just going to go do this. But without the resource to be able to protect the vision, I don't want to bankrupt the vision of ripe creatives. And then we cease to exist because we went out and tried to do something crazy that we didn't really have the resources to do. Um, So that's like the counterbalance thing of being like a leader and stuff is you, you cast vision, but you also have to be like wise and protect your team and protect um, the integrity of what the culture is um, and not burn people out. Right. By, by not honoring them or taking care of them. Like Mm -hmm. what does it look like to have a healthy balance of vision and wisdom, right? Yeah. I mean, all these episodes, it's not always explained very well, but these episodes that we talk about all these events, these are the results of the risks, the dreams, the visions, all that you have, I have, anyone in RIPE has, these these are the outcomes. This whole podcast doesn't exist without those risks and dreams. For sure. And we've done it with what we have. That's an important thing to name you know, to our audience on Time is Ripe is like, it, the podcast is not the end goal. Like, <laughs> this is this is just one thing that we are trying to do to steward the story well yeah. of what God is doing, you know. And I think like for me, I, I don't name, here's exactly what we do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it might even be important just to name some crap, yeah. you know, name some stuff that God has kind of laid on our heart. Like if we... So here, here's an example, right? If we had an extra fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars given to us, one time check, somebody walks up to me, and gives me fifty fifty grand, like we could legitimately throw block party outreaches in the city of Philadelphia, free concerts for kids in underserved neighborhoods where nobody's throwing a concert five, ten times this summer. Yeah, you know, like legitimately, book our team, book our artists, book top mob productions, run sound. Get DJ G on stage, get some equipment in there, set up the speakers and throw a concert for the kids. Like we did this in Germantown with Luke Billman. And that was a partnership between us and them with them bringing us in and us obviously doing things um, and stewarding those resources and all that kind of stuff as well as we possibly could to throw an amazing event. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to multiply that. Like I would love to do that in relationship with a bunch of other places and not just people who can like figure out a budget with us that works for us and them, but for just neighborhoods that we can just do that for, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't have the ability to come up with a couple of dollars to make sure we could rent the U-Haul to get the stuff there. Right. Like yeah. it's not a ton of money, but it's like there's expenses along the way that if we just throw a hundred block parties this summer, we would be bankrupt. We would be in so much debt. Yes, <laughs> we would we would not be able to continue to exist. But like with resources like that is possible. Genuinely is like there. There are so many neighborhoods. Luke and I were talking on that episode about the, the Germantown block party. There's like 53 different unique neighborhoods. Yeah. You said you could throw a block party every weekend and not run out of neighborhoods in Philadelphia. Right. In a calendar year. 
Yeah. You could go on tour neighborhood to neighborhood in this city and love people well. And that's like our heartbeat, you know? So that's like, that's like one thing. Um, like at a hundred K level, somebody walks up and says, all right, we already did the block party 50 K here's a hundred thousand dollars. What would you do? I think we could scale creatives. Creatives yeah. Philly is currently like a once a month ish event on a Tuesday night. Um, we could scale that, you know what I mean? We could, we could scale it in terms of the number of events and different style events instead of having three creatives galleries in a year, you do a creatives gallery every month. I mean, Emily would kill me, <laughs> um, but theoretically, right? Instead of doing three or four open mics in a year, you could do one every month. You could do concerts every month. With resources, you can scale the frequency that what we're doing. Like, I just think that that's, that's a big part of it from my heart is not give us money so we can go do bigger one-day things. It's mm-hmm. like if we had resources, God blessed us with more than what we have. We can scale what we're currently doing at a greater level of frequency, have more touches in people's lives, you know, um, so that you're not just being able to invest, uh, you know, monthly or with a bigger event annually or with a medium sized event quarterly to be able to, to actually be in their life like week in, week out, having touches, do producing good things and building up an army of creatives and artists Um you know, here in the city of Philadelphia, who love Jesus. So, um, yeah. And even like greater scales, you know, half a million dollars. I know that sounds crazy, but like we could legitimately help some of our artists quit their jobs, pursue ministry through the arts full time, right? Give them like a, a boost as they reach out and step out as a missionary through the arts, mm-hmm. give them kind of a baseline to start from as they go out and try to recruit more resources to support them in that calling but give them a baseline to be able to do that, right? Like that would be a dream that I would have is to see people in our community that are functioning as artists in RIPE right now not have to work this other job that they may may or may not be super passionate about and be able to do this all the more, yeah. you know? Which again, would fre- frequency of them getting out on the road and getting bookings and um, going and doing ministry through their gift would just multiply at scale, Um especially as our team continues to grow. And then, um, yeah, the, the like million dollar dream, it's probably more than a million dollars to be honest, but, <laughs> um, at that scale, you know, like what would you do? And genuinely, like, I know exactly what I would do. We would get a space to house people that love Jesus and want to pursue him through their art. Ripe house. We would have a ripe house. And in an ideal world, it would be a house venue com- combination. Mm-hmm. Um, we love Story Factory. We love you so, so much. And we will always continue to partner with Story Factory, no matter what, as long as they'll have us. But the dream would be that we have a space that it doesn't require a knock at the door because yeah. it's a key. And we have the ability to be in there not one night a month, but multiple times a week, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a venue space that was ours would represent not just Creatives Philly events, but all the Christian hip-hop shows that we do, other singer-songwriter type of things that we do, uh, the poetry stuff. I mean, we could be a housing for Greg and AVG and Two Lines, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. other events that other people are running. Um, and even, you know, like worship stuff, right? Like the Ripe Worship team having a hub that they could be able to invite people into for worship experiences. I mean, there's even a lot of dreams we were talking about yesterday for 2024 of things that we are wrestling with. 
Yeah. Is God calling us to do blank? I'm not going to put that out there right now. Again, but a integrity. space, yeah, <laughs> but a space would make that a heck of a lot easier to do that. Now, what I have been come to find out is like not having a space is a blessing. Yes. Right? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of resources. And for us, we don't have a million dollars right now probably because that's how I would spend it. And maybe we're not supposed to have that. But I just continue to keep my hands open to say, Lord, whatever you want to do, we'll, we'll do it. You know, and if he said, here's a million dollars, but don't spend it that way, I would listen, right? Like, I'm not a fool. <laughs> um, but I think it's important to have dreams. Yes. It's important to say what is possible, you know, that ripe creatives could be, you know, a, a real institution in the city of Philadelphia that impacts a lot of people. You know, I think right now it's super organic. It's super relational. You know, our team is like 35, 40 people, and we're yeah. building something. Um, but but knowing that what's possible for this to be multiplied, not just for ripe to grow, but for like artists and creatives in the city of Philadelphia who love Jesus to be multiplied, built up, and sent out. And it, it can change the world. 100%. Genuinely believe that. I feel, I think everybody who's working should feel like what they're doing is the most important job in the world. You know, mm -hmm. that's how I feel about this. I genuinely feel like we are at the crossroads of something truly spectacular as God is moving and revival is happening in the midst of the culture going crazy, right? Jesus is still God and he is redeeming people. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that the arts is a way that he draws people to himself. It is a powerful, potent vehicle for the message of the gospel to reach people. We've seen this. This is what we do. And I want to do more of it. You know? So that's what that's my <laughs> setting the stage season two episode one dreams, you know. I don't know if that'll happen through the podcast or whatever else, but I think it's important to name that stuff. No one can say we didn't. No one can say we didn't. That's right. We put it out there. We put it out there. What about for you? Any uh, thoughts on season two that you're looking forward to? I think just be on the lookout for some good stories, some great experiences that we're all about to share. We've already got a bunch of stuff scheduled that we're all excited for. Yep. It's going to be a great year. And uh, yeah, I think the first episode of season two is going to be about a little trip that Greg, AVG, and I made down to uh, to D.C. area. For yeah. Bus Boys and Poets, so it'll be dropping soon, or it might already be out if you're just finding this episode later, but should be good. It's going to be a great season two here on Time is Right. And uh, again, thank you to everybody who already partners with us, makes yes. everything we do possible. We just want to see it grow. You know, we want to be able to do more, and uh, we're excited to see what God does in 2023. This feels like our year within the Ripe community. So many things are happening with the artists stepping up, the worship team coming together, um, our creatives team getting a new home uh, with our events. Like there's just, there's 50,000 things that we could say that are happening right now beneath the surface. Mm -hmm. That's like, man, this is our year, you know? And I hope next year we feel the same way, but you know, it feels like something really special is happening in 2023. So be on the lookout. It's going to be great. Big things coming. Big things coming. The time is ripe, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and uh, if you want to get this episode texted to you, 
That's 215-273-3540. You can text us the words, time is right. And you will get every episode texted to you as soon as it drops. Yep. And uh, yeah, we uh, we look forward to what's ahead. And as always, until next time, stay ripe. Stay ripe. Joyce, I-